Morning, morning, morning. This is Pastor Jay, and like always, we're going to start off on a good foot this morning. We're going to start off with a scripture and a prayer. And the scripture that we're coming out of is Psalms 107, verses 28 through 29. And it reads, Then they cried out to the Lord in their troubles, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to the whisper, to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. When, when you're going through some storms in your life, and despite what you do, despite what you, what you try to put in place, nothing is working. It, sometimes it just feels like it's getting, it's getting worse and, and it's making it worse. You have to call out on God. You got to ask God for, for guidance through the storm. And if the storm is about to overcome you, you got to ask God to take the storm away. If you don't ask, how's someone supposed to know? So you have to remember that God doesn't want you to be in any type of stress or any trouble. You have to remember that you have to seek him. You got to pray to him constantly. Sometimes storms happen because you haven't talked to them for, for a minute or a while. So when you're thinking about a storm, when you're thinking about trouble, you got to get to a point where you understand that despite what I go through, I got God. Despite if I have, I got God. Despite if I don't have, I got God. The same, you should be the same all the time, despite how bad or how good your situation is because he is the source of your strength and when you don't have strength how can you go forward dear father thank you lord for bringing us here safely touch everybody that is under the sound of my voice let them be able to hear you clearly god be guided by you god god touch everybody that's waking up getting ready for church Everybody that's just rolling over and listening. And everybody that might be listening during the playback. God, just bless them in their life. Plant the seed of change. Help them be able to see clearly. Give them wisdom and, 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 and guidance in their walk with you, God. Give them comfort and peace and joy. Things that no man can buy. So that they could be able to see and hear clearly of their purpose and vision. God, right now, just touch them from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. Take out any sickness. Deliver them from any issue. Help them with any turmoil they go in their mind. Help them as, as, as the things that they get into get rougher and, and, and it seems like there's no way. God, help them as they can get out of the situation. Help them during the, tr the transition. Help them as the pro during the process. God, just help them. God, we love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory. And, and we can thank you all day. Because despite how we might have been, you always love us. You neither leave us nor forsake us. And we just thank you for that. For just your promises that you left with us. And God, we just, as, as we come today... We want you to just be able to forgive us if we have fallen short and pick us back up to be back on solid ground 
And we said it all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen, amen. Been reading my prayer book. Yeah. Yeah, you get a lot from your prayer book when you yes. start reading that prayer book and you start really talking to God. I think one thing, um, I've been fasting from people this week. Oh, that's good. Everybody. I, you know, I've done that too. And like, it was just like, sometimes people, people are like, how you fast? You got to go to work. No, I really fast with having to have any conversation that wasn't necessary and just been talking with God. Because so many things, if you, if you, especially if you're moving with God, you got to hear the next instructions. Like, and, and that's things that, that sometimes we can't hear when you have anybody in your ear coming at you. And sometimes you just got to fast from people and be like, you know, what, I'm, I'm still going to talk, you know, to people. But unnecessary, sometimes it's good to just put the phone down and then just be praying. Right. Read your word. Get up into what you need to do because sometimes you could get confused. Oh, yeah. And you should never be confused in doing stuff for God because confusion isn't of God. Right. So, yeah, I could just say this this week has just been like revelation, praying, fasting from a lot of things, and just trying to get a better sense of the new year. It's a new year, so it should be a process. You know, I, I know by now what it's it, – it, it's January 13th. Right. Half the people that was going to the gym January 1st is gone. They ain't there no more. Their membership is still charging, though. <laughs> Just want y'all to know oh, yeah. that. Y'all membership is still charging, even though you don't go. But it has to be something where you put the effort. You know, a lot of times when you do anything, you have to put the effort. If you want to know about God, if you want to learn about God, you got to put the effort to know more. It's not going to just drop to your lap despite how much times you go to church, despite how much you, you try to be part of a ministry. You have to know on your own level or you you're, where are you going to grow from. Right. You know, you can hear all you want to, but guess what? A lot of times people can't learn nothing because they're really not listening. That's all they're right. doing is pacifying. They're like, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. And they're not hearing anything. They're not they're not really registering anything. And they could have got the message of how they could got out. So that means they're disconnected. Correct. And a lot of times it feels like you gotta really work with self because it's easy to get disconnected by yes, stress, by prioritizing, by day to day. If y'all didn't see the anointed radio commercial, go see it. Cause I put it out there. <laughs> if your day to day is stressing you. That's why you're listening to Anointed Radio today. Hopefully you get something today out of out of our word and messages. But one thing I was I was just wanting everybody to know is that despite what you're going through, if you truly want a good relationship with God, you have to establish it. It has to be part of your routine. It has to be something that you want. You can't have nobody bring it to you. Somebody shouldn't be like force feeding it to you. It should be like I started it. Just like when you started your your friendships, your relationships with your significant other, you, you, it, it has to be a two-way street. Because if you seek after God, God will seek after you. But you got to think about that. It, that takes effort. That takes work. So that's something I just had to put that little insert in because I've just been thinking about it lately. It's like, I think a big issue, and I was talking to um, – my frat brother about this a big issue that I, I see especially like when, when you look at current events a lot of people got a lot of things to say 
but they put no effort into it. They talk yep. a good game. Right. You know, but they put no effort into it and then get mad that no effort got put into it and they waiting for somebody else. See, that's the issue right there. Waiting for somebody else to do it. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody's talking, yeah, yeah, who gonna lead us though? Right. Maybe you should lead. Right. You know, maybe you should take the effort because you see that you have the issue. Because if you wait for somebody else, a lot of people are just bandwagoners of issues. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that don't mean they're going to put an effort. That don't mean that they're going to change things or going to run for election or uh, start doing things in their city or anything. Like mm-hmm. from the top to the bottom doesn't mean that everybody is bothered by your issue. They just want clout. Mm-hmm. They want to follow the bandwagon of saying, oh, I got an issue with that, too, but not going to do anything about it. Just like how eating habits for years, we've known that certain things is unhealthy for you. And you complain when you get diabetes, you complain when you get high blood pressure, but you still don't change your eating habits. Right. So why complain? If you're not going to change nothing, don't complain about it. Right. But this is Pastor Jane. Like always, you can find me at Anointed Radio at Instagram. Um, you can find me at Twitter at anointed um, at anointed Jalen. Oh, I said anointed radio. My name's too close with the Instagram. You can find me at anointed Jalon J A Y L O N at Instagram and Twitter, and you can find me at Pastor Jalon Calhoun on Facebook. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. This is Lady AJ, and feel free to drop me a line at ladyaj2020 at gmail dot com. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and go into the mix at 730. We'll be having our interview. Oh, no, we're not. I forgot. Oh, man, that's crazy. What? That is crazy. I forgot about our question. Our question of today. Oh, okay. um, Our question from a listener today is, do you need to read both Old Testament and New Testament? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I said it like that too, but you know, some people, these, you know, this, a lot of people just coming into Christianity, a lot of people just coming into reading yeah. their word. There's some people that have been to church all their life, but they never really read the word. That's right. So when they get there, they're like, all right, do I need some of this? And they get confused. So it's like, my answer to that is you have to know how it's set up to the cross. Right. You know, the cross, just going from the cross, you're not going to understand what, right. what was put in place to get to the cross. And to know what happened after the cross, because a lot of things reference from Old Testament, mm-hmm. from prophecies and a lot of things set in place. Right. Even to Jesus's bloodline, you have to look at why certain things happen so that certain things could go in place. So, yes, my answer to that question is that you have to have both. Right. Yes, you do. Because you, you, you're going to be bouncing back. If you have a study Bible, it's going to cross-reference you from Old Testament to New uh, New Testament, New Testament back to Old Testament. And a lot of things that um, happen or a lot of words, or a lot of people that they talk about in New Testament, you you need to know about them in Old Testament. So right. I just say, if you're out there listening, you have to have both. You have to. Right. And if you're picking it up, if you're picking up your word every day, you're going to be going back and forth anyway, because it's going to be a lot of references and a lot of like terminology that you're going to want to know. And you have to go back and forth or even timeline. Right. Because then that's a big thing as well. So that's the answer. I hope it answered to you, listener. And we're about to go question, into the mix. I know they're coming up with some good ones. Yeah. Can't wait to some testimonials and and some uh uh 
prayer requests. Y'all, y'all be right. telling me to right. pray for y'all on on uh, Instagram, but y'all don't be ever sending no messages about prayer. So we can have everybody join in. That's the point of prayer. Right. But we're going to go ahead and go into the mix, and we'll see you guys at 730. Peace. Flip a little bit. Take it to church, Daryl. I just came to tell you, hold on. Doesn't matter what you're facing right now. The promise of the Lord is that it's temporary inconvenience for permanent improvement. So go on through your Monday. Praise him on Tuesday. Shout on Wednesday. Glorify him on Thursday. Get yourself ready Friday. And then get set. Because the Bible said that your weeping may endure for the night. But hold on, because when the morning comes, your joy will be there.
Thank you, Jesus. Let your glory fill this place. Let your all-consuming fire fill this tabernacle and purify our hearts. Surround us in this place. Want you to breathe new life within us. Send a refreshing love, purify our hearts. Let your glory fill. Let your glory fill this place. Let your all consuming fire. Let's ask for the rain tonight. Let's ask for the rain. Say rain. 
Trying to test, going to skate, thinking we was a jet. Uh. Oh, my brother, my sister, you gotta know my heart's here with you. I can't have your back, and that sucks, but that don't mean love gives up. And as for your sons and your daughters, we'll teach them the love of the Father. They'll grow, learn truth, and be strong, because that's who they've been all along. And oh, oh the pain it caused my heart. Yeah. 
one time for the ones that ain't getting out and two times for the ones you ain't seen in a while and like a million for the kids that they had and another million for their husbands and their wives yo we in here now but we gotta do better as people be your brother keeper and not as preacher through all the hate and pain darling girl love is a teacher bro i'm trying to reach it because i want to see it sunday morning There's a sound of worship in this house that has to be brought forth this morning. And let us lift it up now. Flow to you. Flow to you. Let the river of my worship flow to you. Lord, I
That was Bishop Paul S. Morton presents Flow to You. Love that song. It's a great worship song. So we're going to go ahead and go into our interview segment. Lady AJ, would you like to tell the people who we about to have on? This morning we have Rapping Sensation Harmony. Amen. So we're about to have him on the line. Amen. So, everybody would like to welcome Rapping Sensation. Harmony. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Good doing morning. well. Awesome, awesome, awesome. <laughs> My bad. I thought you guys were going to hit me back. I was sitting there waiting. I was like, maybe they wanted me to call this. <laughs> you get back up. My, <clears throat> I just got back from overseas, so my brain is kind of like boom, and I literally couldn't remember. I was like, man, I should probably try to call because I'm about to be missing my interview. <laughs> Look at all crazy. So, how was the Bahamas? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's a good question. How, oh, it, how was the ministry was going over there? Life changing? Let me tell you how, let, let me tell you how crazy the ministry was. When we took over the ship, uh, we had 11 decks. Um, and we had put, uh, you know, we had put our, our deal in the slide. This is, this is actually history we made. There's never, ever, ever in the history of Christian hip hop, uh, been a, um, a CHH cruise that has been designated for both gospel artists and Christian, uh, rap artists. And so wow. when we went there, we re- we really didn't know <clears throat> what all to expect, uh, because, you know, there's, there's so many secular things going on. Right. Uh, you know, it's kind of like, where's the place for Christianity there? But we ended up making so much noise, um, in our, in the ministry aspect with the artists and, um, uh, worship leaders and just everything that was going down that we, we literally had drunk people that were stumbling into, uh, the place where we were doing our thing at and, um, praising God. It got so crazy that they went people from the ship, not just, not just people that were there for their vacations and things, literal staff on the ship had came into the the rooms uh, where we were, uh, you know, getting down for Christ. Wow. And they went back and told the, the ship director, like just how awesome it was. We got so many great reviews. Oh, wow. That, That's beautiful. That, that, yeah, we got so many great reviews that they said that they wanted to bring us back and have us perform, you know, on the ships and things of that nature, um, you know, as a gift to us. And so, yeah, so we're already in preparation for 2019 right now. We're gathering all the people that want to be a part. Uh, I was doing some promotion for it yesterday and I got about 20 people in one day. Wow. And so, yeah, yeah. I think we had, I think we had close to 50 this time, uh, but we plan on having two to 300 next time. Wow. And so, yeah, it was, it was absolutely incredible. Um, I don't even really know what this, how did it come about? Well, there was, um, there was the, uh, uh, the group right way management, uh, had been putting out some things and, and my buddy MC nice was posting the flyer up and, uh, they had hit me up specifically, uh, to see if I wanted to be a part. And, um, and I was like, you know, this would be super awesome. 
they were trying to give me a rundown of what they were trying to do mm-hmm. uh, because it was really like the, the guinea pig of everything. It was the very first one. And so, you know, there's there's going to be some some things that, you know, might not always go <clears throat> the way that you initially want them to go. But um, I think overall, um, it was just, it was over the top. It really was. And so they had reached out to me and, and I reached out to my manager and he was like, yeah, I think this would be a great thing for you. Um, and so I just took advantage of the opportunity and went and it literally changed my life. Oh, wow. That's, That's dope. So I have, I have a question. <laughs> How did your sure. name come about? The the name Harmony? Yes. Uh, well, when I was growing up as a kid, I just loved acapella music. Um, any boy band, Boys to Men, Backstreet Boys, In Sync, 98 Degrees, Jagged Edge, all those guys, man. I just really, really love that kind of music. And so I would always try to get my friends to harmonize with me. <clears throat> I used to drive them crazy. They'd stay the night at my house and they'd be wanting to like play games and do all this stuff. And I'm like, no, you need to harmonize. Say tree. And they'd be like, tree, tree, tree. <laughs> used to get on their nerves, man. And then, um, you know, I, I did some time. I, I was incarcerated and um, I spent most of my time uh, confined in a, in a cell uh, where I couldn't see the people next to me but I could hear their voices. And so uh, for the months that I was, you know, stuck there, um, I had really just tried to get all the inmates that were next to me to, you know, try to lift our spirits because it was just so oppressive there that uh, I, I had um, I had the inmates that were in the cells next to me harmonizing with me. Even though we couldn't see each other, we were creating beautiful harmony that would ring through the halls of the prisons. Mm. And uh, it was one of the things that really kept us all alive. Uh, we just really wanted to kill ourselves. It was just, it was just terrible, the oppression of just everything going on outside at home and, you know, wives and girlfriends, just everything together. It was just super duper crazy, oppressive on the mind and the soul. But, um, but yeah, so uh, when I, when I became an artist, um, that became, that became my name uh, for my, for my love and passion for harmony and what harmony did for me. Mm you know, as a kid for music growing up. Amen. Amen. So, Amen. so now, I was going to ask, um, so with your start, what, what was inspiring you to get into, um, going into the mm-hmm. Christian genre? Cause I know you, you said the jagged edge and, <laughs> and all the boys to men, but what made you say, yeah. you know what, I'm going to use my gifts for God. Man, when God saved me, he saved me so dramatically. I really didn't have a, a choice. Uh, his love had overwhelmed me so much in 2005 when I gave my heart to God, bro. He literally delivered me from eight drugs in less than two months. And I'm talking drugs that had me bound since I was a little boy. And so when that massive <clears throat> deliverance that prison couldn't fix, psych wards couldn't fix, BSU units, hospitalizations, uh, you know, any type of, you know, uh, prescription drugs and counseling and, and and drug rehabs and all the mess. I done did it all and ran around the bin 10 times. Mm-hmm. All that stuff that couldn't help me and save me. One real encounter with God set me free from all of them. And I haven't had the desire or need to do any of them since that day. Um, and when I got saved, Man, the only thing I knew how to do was rap. I didn't know how to balance a checkbook. I never drove a car. I didn't have a license. I've never paid my own rent. I didn't have to, you know, do anything with bills in in the home. And and I just had no skills. I didn't know how to cook. I didn't know how to do anything. None of the basic skills that a person of my age should already know. The only thing I knew how to do was rap. 
And so I told the Lord, I literally gave it to him. I said, if you can use this, if you will use this and bless it, I said, I'll use it for your kingdom. I said, I'll stop cussing in my music. I said, I will always, um, you know, consult with you before I write and, um, and I'll, I'll use it for your glory. And, uh, that was literally all I had to give. Wow. And it was the one thing that he blessed. It was the only gift that I had to bring to the king. And it was the one thing that he literally, uh, had blessed and, uh, yeah, powerful stuff, man. It's, it makes, it's crazy just talking about it. You know, uh, <clears throat> Pastor Jay and I talk a lot about encounters with God, and you mm-hmm. just mentioned that. Would you mind sharing with us your encounter with God? By no means. Uh, I was messed up. I was. Um, I had a girlfriend, uh, that the first actual girlfriend that I had after I got out of incarceration, <clears throat> and my life growing up was just really crazy. I lived in the project. Riverview in Elmira, New York, single mom, um, both of my, my dad and my brother's dad wasn't there. And so, you know, I just, I tipped to drugs. I was molested at seven years old, which opened up, you know, a ton of things on the, on the fornicating side and homosexual side and, you know, things as a kid growing up. And, um, I, I just, I hated my life, super depressed all the time, cutting my arms up with razor blades and throwing my blood on the wall and writing, I hate you in my own blood. I just crazy, like demented stuff. <clears throat> Satan was just trying to wipe me out. And he wanted me to get so depressed that I would just put a gun in my mouth and blow the back of my throat out, uh, which I definitely wanted to do many times in my life. But uh, over the course of just, you know, going to jail, going to uh, <clears throat> locked in a, in a mental prison and just all of the stuff, the hell that I had went through, God had been approaching me throughout my life, but I just never listened. And so finally, uh, I had uh, got with a girl after I had got out of incarceration. My mother passed away from lung cancer two weeks before I was released. My brother had met me at the gate and, and picked me up and uh, allowed me to live with him. He told my mom on her deathbed that he would give me the, the chance and he would do the best that he could. And so uh, I went to go live with my brother, went back to the same drugs that put me in lockup uh, and, and even did more. I just kind of spun out of control. But uh, I came to a place where uh, when I was with that girl, she had gotten pregnant and I wasn't ready to be a dad. I didn't even know how to be a dad. I didn't have no money coming in. I didn't have nothing. And I just was super crazy oppressed. And I had went to this uh, store called Smith's. One of my buddies um, he, uh, had gotten a job over there and I went there talking to him and there was a 16 year old kid who was pushing grocery carts and uh, he had ended up coming in trying to talk to us. And he asked me a question. He said, he said, "Hey man, he was like, if you died today, would you go to? Would you really go to heaven? Do you think you would go to heaven?" <laughs> and it's crazy because you know people say that stuff, and it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, you don't really dwell on it or you choose not to. But for some reason, that question went way deeper than anticipated, mm-hmm. and it and began to nag at my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, days and weeks after that, that that same question began to come back, <clears throat> and I began to, for whatever reason become honest with myself. And, and I had to tell myself, no, if I died, I wouldn't go to heaven. And for, and it began to gnaw at my soul. And, uh, I came to a place where, um, I was on meth really, really bad and, and Oxycontin and, and, uh, you know, getting drunk and just mushrooms and, and crack cocaine, and marijuana. And I was just all jacked up. And one night I just, I just cried out to God in the living room. I was super oppressed in my own thoughts and I just hated my life. I hated the man I had become. And I cried out to God and I told him, I said, Lord, I need you to help me 
I said, I, I, I've learned about you as a kid. I don't know who you are. I've never, I've never really known who you are. And all these Christians try to say, you know, that you're the way and you're this and you're that. And I said, well, right now is the time. I said, because if you don't save me, I know I'm going to die. And if the Bible's true and I die, I'm going to go to hell. And I said, I don't want to go there. And I need you to do something. I can't get off these drugs. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I've tried. I, I don't know how to do it. I'm, I don't have the power in my own strength. I said, my mom's dead. Uh, you know, my, my, my friends are dead. And I'm sitting here and I have nothing. I have nothing to show for my life. I've, I've, been let, I've let down my mom. I've let down everybody that's been good to me. I've let you down. I've let myself down. And I need your help. And I said, if, if, if you don't help me, I'm going to die and I'm going to go to hell. And if I go to hell, I said, this time. It's your fault, not my fault, because I have no I have no hidden agenda in this prayer. Mm. I genuinely need your help right now. Mm. And uh, if you don't help me, I'm going to go to hell. And this time it's your fault, not my fault. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> his presence came in that room so thick off that prayer mm. that I remember waving my my arm in the open air and feeling the resistance that the fabric the tangible mm. presence of God wow. and that presence engulfed me. It was like it wrapped around my body in such a way that it, it covered every, every part of my skin, like the presence. I could feel it wrapping around my fingers, wrapping around my face and my neck and my, my chest, mm. my arms, my legs and my feet. He literally, like a father would hug their son. He hugged every fiber of my being and uh, I just burst out with loud wailing and loud crying mm. um, because for the first time in my whole life, I, I really knew that God was in the room and I knew that he cared about me my God. and it melted, it melted me mm. um, in a very dramatic way. And from that moment, my life has never been the same. Amen. 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 Thank you for sharing that. Thank you so much. You know, um, one thing I could say is that God have you go through things and then helps you get out of things for a reason. Um, some, you know, it, it was crazy that with your story, there's so many others. There's so many other people out there that is going to hear that and be like, that's me. That's what yeah. I struggle with. That's what you know, my issue is, or that's their current as right now. And to be able to see that the answer, to see that you're not by yourself is powerful. Right. Amen. Yeah. You know, the when I got saved and I started actually getting into church and things, there was a youth leader. And I've told this before, because it, it was a turning point in my life that, that brought freedom an additional freedom, um, you know, in addition to just being saved, uh, there was a youth leader that was, uh, you know, doing his best to try to help the youth. Really great guy, huge smile, genuine at heart. <clears throat> and one day we were in the car and he was trying to, you know, mentor me. And um, he had uh, he had told me, he said, hey, Harmony, is there anything that you're struggling with? And, you know, I, I didn't really feel open to, you know, discuss everything that I was feeling in my heart and things that I was, you know, struggling with in my mind, because sometimes you just don't trust people. Right. Um, and you don't want to throw your, your, your stuff before people and then, then blow it up and make it big. And then, you know, all these people know and pointing fingers and all this crazy stuff. And, and so 
I told him, I said, no, no, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. And I asked him a question. I said, what about you? Are you, are you doing okay and all that? And he said, I'm doing all right, but I really have this struggle with pornography, man. And I'm tr- I'm really trying to get get off get off of it and really try to you know get set free. Wow. And it was kind of funny because uh, I was so happy that he had a struggle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was so blessed <laughs> that he was struggling. Uh, I was like, man, this is great. You know, I'm not I'm not a I'm not alone. Right. And when he had opened up to me like that, it just really showed me a vulnerable side that allowed freedom to come into my, more freedom to come into my life because I knew that I wasn't alone. And I, and this is, you know, I try to tell people this, Paul boasted in his weaknesses, but he boasted in his weaknesses so that the power of God would rest upon him. And I think that for Christians, a lot of times, some of the most judging people, you know, are, um, I'm not going to say just Christians in general because that's that's not true. It's immature Christians. That's right. Yeah. People that, that have been so seasoned, yeah, seasoned in the Word and they they walked with the Lord. They know not to just start pointing and judging. They know that they're so microscopic to find something. And so it's it's not about pointing out all of the flaws. Nobody came. I never came to Christ. I just don't know. You're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. God hates what you're doing and all this stuff. That's not how I came. Actually, uh, there was a part where it would start getting distorted. Is there a way you could move to a part where you have more signal or Wi-Fi? Because we oh. were, it was cutting out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, there you go. I hear you. you back. Right here? Yeah, you back. Okay, cool. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. Um, so, yeah, it was just, uh, you know, God, God, he really loves us. And for me, I ran away from God a whole lot because, I just didn't know that this type of life existed mm-hmm. when, you know, you see Christians on TV and those television programs, <clears throat> you know how they do, man. They're always trying to make the little light inside of the guitar and the flashy and like the light across the necklace just shines just perfectly. And everybody's happy. And, you know, there was never really anything about flaws and, <clears throat> and struggles. Um, and, and I just didn't, I just didn't feel like I fit in or could ever fit in. Um, but when I met Christ for myself, I learned that he was nothing that most people portrayed him to be. Um, and a lot of times we misrepresent God, yeah. Yeah. you know, because of our own flaws. We, we we say we're a Christian and we're this. And then, you know, people expect Christ to shine through, but then we make all these mistakes and things like that. And it's like people don't understand that um, we're not Christ. <laughs> we're just people trying to. Uh, uh, follow him and to represent him and we make mistakes along the way. And so I think people, when you wear the Christian, the title Christian, in my own experience, people try to hold you to such a place that you're supposed to look exactly like Christ and be who Christ is. Uh, But that's not the case. We're striving to be like Christ. We're not Christ. And so, you know, I try to let people know, like, man, if you got flaws, like you don't think God didn't know that. 
Right. You don't you don't think God doesn't know every single thing about you? Like there's nothing we can hide from him. And so and, and he still loves us. He knew that when Christ was being killed and crucified and, and his beard ripped out and punched in the face and spat upon and, 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 and you know, all the stuff that Christ went through to save us, he knew that we were gonna be all jacked up when Christ was already doing that. And so it just it, we need to help people understand these things. That's right. You know? Well, you know, the, the next question I have is this. We talked about your story, and that was, that was powerful. Now let's talk about your craft, and that is, what is your ne- – um, this will be the last question. So what is your next projects, and where can we find you? Um, next project. Well, uh, I released my latest album, Mixed Messages, over the summer, and it's, it's been amazing. My um, song, Track 12. God is Great, featuring the truth, uh, was used by an MMA fighter named Mike DiOrio, uh, who goes by God's Warrior mm. at the World Championship Grand Prix um, in Uniondale, New York, for the uh, for Bellator, which is um, in boxing, of course, and it's one le- it's one one level under UFC, and so uh, he he got a contract through Bellator, and he used my song to walk into the arena. It was kind of crazy. They sent me the video, and, and you could you can hear my song "God Is Great" resounding cool. around this arena with all these people. And he's yeah. walking in, and and it w- it went live through Paramount Network, and uh, just tens of millions of people got to watch that. And from there, man, it just all kinds of doors started opening up. Um, I'm working on a project right now. Actually, I just finished it. My song, upcoming song called "This Changes Everything," uh, was picked up by. Uh, a Hollywood producer, director, and it's going to be featured in the 2019 movie called Brothers Keeper, featuring Lawrence Fishburne, uh, Mel Gibson, his son Milo Gibson, Noel G, Abigail Hawk, Glenn Moore Shower, and uh, many more. The uh, They're having five red carpet premieres for that. I'll be performing the song live at each red carpet, one in Abilene, Texas at the convention center, one in Dallas. Uh, one in New York, one in L.A., and one in Minnesota. And so right now I'm gearing up to, um, you know, I'm practicing and rehearsing and all that for those particular things. Uh, of course, going to the Bahamas changed a lot of things. So uh, I'm working with, you know, maybe 20 to 25 different artists from that ship uh, and planning on putting out projects over the next year. Um, I have five new music videos coming up. I'll be going to Abilene on March 29th with the producer and director of the movie Brothers Keeper, and we'll be shooting a music video for uh, my song and uh, in the movie. And I got picked up by two other movies since then, uh, one that features um, uh, uh, Gerard Butler and uh, another one that features Danny Trejo. And my song is going on the soundtrack for the Danny Trejo movie that has right now it has Y Clef Jean, um, Jackie Velasquez, uh, yeah, Velasquez, and uh, a bunch of others. And so uh, really just utilizing everything that I've got and, and, and building on the momentum. Uh, God has been doing a ton of, a ton of, ton of stuff in my life. And um, 2018 was probably the best year of my whole life from beginning to end. And it just was like preparing the way for what's happening already in 2019. So, yeah, man, uh, my website is www.harmonyproductions.com. Of course, Harmony is spelled H-A-R-M-I-N-I. So harmonyproductions.com. And my uh, social media handle is at Harmony 731, H-A-R-M-I-N-I, 
731 and that's across the board twitter instagram facebook uh you know youtube all of those and um so if anybody wants to connect with me through there they can um my life is an adventure <laughs> i try to make people feel try to make people feel like they're right there with me um you know posting pics and videos and just interacting and, and messaging back people and all that stuff so it, it's definitely if somebody's looking for an adventure, following me is definitely <laughs> going to bring that into their life because this is nonstop crazy, both the good and the bad and, and all in between. We just showcase it all. Amen. Man. So like always, I just want to say thank you. Thank you on the behalf of Anointed Radio for coming on, giving us a chance, being able to tell your story. And one thing that I, like I say to everyone who comes onto the show, when you come onto the show, you're like family. So if you need any type of help, shout outs, movie we tell about your movie when it comes out or your album release we've done mm. it for everybody let us know we are here as a resource we are that extended family that's in las vegas right. nevada keep in touch mm. so just know that we're here yeah, and we we definitely here for you you know many people uh say that but i mean every word because <laughs> i stand by my word because god stands by his so Amen. We're here for you. I, I appreciate it. And just let and you know, just let us know how we can help in any way. And when you come to Vegas, just stop by and let us know. You know, because um, Las Vegas needs every. And I, I think I do an outcry um, every time I talk you to do. artists yeah. because Vegas needs more here, more um, of God god's people coming here you know not just for stellar and not just for little church events yeah. but i mean regularly organize events where where people Definitely. can actually come and 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 have a bigger outcome of bringing people to god because that's the that's the mission yeah. at the end of the day it's not about the money it's really about bringing people to god and if everybody comes together yeah. we can make a way right i totally believe that brother and i agree with you uh, when I had went out to Las Vegas for the first time, I remember walking the streets there, uh, just kind of get a you know a view and just you know look at everything, and it, it's a really different atmosphere there, man. Um, when I was walking it, it felt like it felt like sin was just like the norm. Like I, I'm trying to explain it right. Like I remember going in this one area, and it just felt felt like like everybody was just open to just just sin. Mm-hmm. I was just like. Like it was comfortable, like there wasn't any. Like it just seemed like all all homosexuality. People were doing just drugs out there. You had girls kissing and guys kissing and little kids. Like it was just normal. Like super too too comfortable normal, bro. Like like everybody was just engaged in unity for sin. And uh, I was like, oh man, I got to get out of this place. I literally did. I had to leave. Uh, because it was just crazy. And so, um, yeah, I definitely hope to see that happen, bro. If you guys ever throw in events, you know, anybody out there doing some stuff, definitely hit me up um, and we'll try to, you know, be a part of whatever's going on out there. And of course, if you guys need anything from me as well, if I can do anything to help you guys, it's a mutual relationship. Amen. Uh, it's not Amen. just you helping you helping me. If I can help you or you need something posted or whatever, man, just let me know. And, uh, and I'll be glad to to support as well. Amen. Well, thank you so much. We, we, we thank you on that. And I, I say, you know, have a great day today. Keep, keep the faith and keep working despite how, how strenuous it is. Just keep working and going forth. And, um, if, like I said, if you need anything, just let us know. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys, man. Thank you for your, your heart and your ministry. Uh, it's definitely making a difference y'all. 
And uh, well, let's keep in touch. Let's keep this thing going. Amen. Let's keep. I'm only a phone call away, social media away. Uh, keep doing your thing. And of course, you know, if you guys need anything from me too, uh, let me know because I believe that if if we all band together, we're going to do something great. God's already doing it. Amen. Now we just have to stick. We just have to stick with it. It's That's not. Right. It's not up to him. No. And now, now it's up to us doing what he's already commissioned us to do. Amen. And he's opening up so many doors. So yes, we will be in touch. And I love you guys. I pray God's blessings over your ministry. And I look forward to uh, uh, hitting you guys up and doing uh, some things together. Amen. God bless. God, God bless, bless you. you. God bless. Amen. Amen. So that was great. That was powerful. It was. You could get a lot out of it, but it's got to, you know, it's, it's, it don't, it don't got to stop. You know, you can go ahead and check uh-huh. at, um, <laughs> See, was, yeah, you don't know the Rudy on off. Yeah, so right. Rudy's not here today. <laughs> I mean, coach, I just told his whole full name. Y'all can find out anyway, but coach isn't here, but you can come and check out Judah family community church about to, we're having a series about establishment and being able to put, transition and change for this year of 2019 so definitely check us out on our virtual campus at judah family community church on facebook check out the clip christian life in paradise um facebook page facebook group page is a group where christians could come together and be able to talk freely and ask questions and learn from each other not just from your church but from everybody that's in the page with no judgment because no question is a dumb question um and like always you can find me at anointed jaylon send your prayers send your requests if you want to ask a question um a prayer request or anything send an email to lvanointedradio at gmail.com um but all I got to say is this. The only way you can learn is by listening. Hmm. Okay. Amen. Have a wonderful week, everyone. And just remember, faith is active. Amen. See y'all next week. <laughs>